Beloved, you are listening to Grace Life Comey Podcast, a platform commissioned by God to raise men into completeness in Christ Jesus. We believe that you will be blessed beyond measure as you give yourself wholly to this divinely inspired teaching. Through God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna. Grace to you. Jesus is Lord. understanding the reasons why we have to give thanks praise to god and um we understood thought father basically it begins with god god is the reason why you praise god he's the reason why you praise him we don't praise him first because of things or because of what we want or because of what we expect we praise god because he is god amen to jesus that is the first and basic reason why we praise god and now we also continued understanding um quite a number of reasons why we have to praise him um and uh, we've been looking at because he's our strength and our shield um psalm 28 verse 7 we've been looking at that for a while and um in the last study we understood um strength in another dimension psalm um, 28 verse 7 let's go back to the verse of scripture and um, let's trust god for another great insight from his word amen to jesus he says the lord is my strength and my shield my heart trusts in him trusted in him and i'm helped Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my soul will I praise him. The Lord is my strength and my shield. We've been looking at strength for a couple of weeks now, and I'm um, trusting God that um, today we'll be able to climax on the subject of God being our strength, and why we have to praise him, because he is our strength. Amen to Jesus. Holy Spirit, we ask for revelation into your word. Grant us insight, grant us understanding, grant us clarity that we may learn of you today. Jesus, we extol you. Our Father, we glorify you. We trust you for such a great time in your presence today. I will know our lives shall not remain the same again. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. All right. Um, so we've been looking at the word strength, and the word strength is from the Hebrew word, Uze. Amen to Jesus. And uh, we've understood that it means mind, it means strength. We've looked at mind, the Lord being our mind, and why we have to praise God because He is our mind. Amen to Jesus. And um, we were looking at other words that explain strength, which are material or physical strength. And we understood that the Lord is our material and our physical strength, knowing very well that material and physical strength are needed in this material and physical world. Yeah, without material and physical strength, there's a limit to which you can you can um, you can manifest. The, the power of God and the greatness of God. Praise God forevermore. And so God is our material and physical strength. That means we must not look up to material and physical things. We must look up to God, who is our material and physical strength. And in his own way, he will bring the material and physical things we need to show forth his word, his power, to show forth his mind, to show forth his greatness. Basically, we are all here to show forth the greatness and the splendor of the Lord. And um if that is not the reason why we are living, then um, I believe there's something wrong somewhere. Praise God forevermore. And God is going to show forth His, his splendor, is going to show forth His might, His goodness through us in His own way. And so that's why we have to look up to Him as our, our physical and material strength for Him to deliver the way He wants to deliver. Praise God forevermore. And come also in the Lord to understand that you have to look up to God as your physical and material strength. Um, your physical and material, if you try to look up, look up to physical measures, they'll tell you. But God, no doubt to work it out. Praise God forevermore. And so the next we looked at was um, social, personal, 
social or political strength. And we looked at political strength the last week, that God is our political strength. We understood that God is the one who created the world, he created the earth, amen to Jesus, and even politics is under his offices. He created politics, praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Um, he created politics that men need politics better, but we are meant to go there and make it clean. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. And someone says, but it's already dirty, but who made it dirty? Do not mean that made it dirty. I was talking with someone in the course of this and he was asking me some questions. And I told him, God has been moving, but men have been boxing the, God, the move of God into denominations. Thank you. He moves and he boxes into denominations. He moves, he boxes into Catholicism. He moves, he boxes into um, uh, um, um, Protestants. He moves, he boxes, he boxes into Pentecostal. He moves, he boxes into Anglican, Methodist, and the life goes on. Man's, man's approach towards God's move is to keep boxing. Man's approach towards God's move is to keep limiting it because one thing we need to know is that denominations are limitations, whether we like it or yet. And the entire move of God is not in denominations, it is the glorious mega church where we all come in the unity of faith and say the same thing, despite our different doctrinal affiliations and denominational backgrounds. I was talking with some senior men in the ministry some couple of weeks ago, and um, one of them asked me, what denomination you belong to? I told him I was born into a Pentecostal move. I was born into a Pentecostal family. Uh, I grew as a Pentecostal. But for me now, I am non-denomination. Amen to Jesus. And I believe um, when I looked at me like, what's wrong with this young man? I am non-denominational. Jesus did not create a denomination. In fact, he didn't create a religion, let alone a denomination. Praise God forevermore. The first apostles did not create a denomination. We were the ones who were boxing God into denominations. And thus far, we are boxing. See how far we have helped ourselves. We have been more divided than united. Praise God forevermore. So, God creates a move. We box the move. God creates a move. We release the move. God creates a thing and we mess it up. Man is actually in the business of messing up what God has created. We are in the business of soiling what God has created. And that's why God is. God is our strength to help us clean up the things we created clean that we have made what unclean. Then God brought the, the blanket down to Peter and he said, Kill and eat. And Peter said, You know, from my from my infancy, in fact, from my infancy, I've never eaten any unclean thing. And God said, How can you call what I made unclean? How can you call what I made unclean? But was Peter wrong? No, religiously he was not wrong. God told them, Look up. Um, I think it was uh, Leviticus, Leviticus, where God began to list out the things that should not be eaten. He listed and listed and listed out things that should not be eaten. So these were um, the laws that they had been living with. But God comes and tells him, anything I make, don't call unclean. Are you getting what I'm saying? And we need to understand the operations of God in a progressive nature, and God acts over time. And Peter woke up, and then it was the. Uh, what's the name of the, the gentleman, the centurion that he had to minister to? Praise God forevermore. What am I trying to say? God created everything. He told them, don't make, don't eat this thing for some reasons, health reasons and everything like that. But the purpose of telling them was basically health reasons. And um, the spiritual implication was that if you, if your, if your body is not fine, if your body is not healthy, you cannot serve God in health. That's basically that. It doesn't basically mean that the animals were spiritually possessed. Just like in Africa, we have we have some animals that we have possessed already. We have, we have possessed them. It's not, it's not, they are not, they are not created for them, they have possessed them in Africa. And some of us, in some point of view, we see those animals. 
you are possessed. You know, some say, there's no trouble more. You know, I was talking to someone and I said, ah, this, this, this place, which, which, put that animal everywhere. We finish it, we say, you know. And when we're children, we told us that animal were, were witches, were witches, you know. Told us they're witches. And animal, and that uh, bird that is a mama, you know, that one was witches too. And every of that, you know, so God never created anything unclean, but man in his own way. You know, made them unclean for himself. So even God made Peter come, tell Peter this thing is not unclean. How can God be saying he was the one who said this thing was unclean? And I said Peter, why is it called Is God the master of unclean? No. But God said in this this man ceremonially unclean. But spiritually, God never said that this thing had a spiritual effect on him. Jesus made them understand. He said, No one's going to a man that is tired. But what comes out of the man? When we're talking about ceremony, eating all this and everything, like, hey, no one's going to eat that defies you. What comes out of you that defiles you? Eat whatsoever. To him that is pure, all things are pure. To him that is pure, all things are pure. Why he told them this were ceremonially unclean? Because of their health. He never told them they were spiritually unclean. Now he tells Peter to eat from his spiritual point of view. When he told them these things were ceremonially unclean, he gave them a physical tablet of stone with laws. Are you getting what I'm saying? It was a physical tablet of stone. It was physically written. Are you getting what I'm saying? And then he used it physically, it was a physical lesson to tell them this is unclean. Now, he tells Peter, in the, in the dream world, which is actually not a physical world, he tells him, kill and eat, and Peter says, no. he said, when I told you it was unclean, it was physical. Now, I'm telling you spiritually, if I'm telling you it's unclean, that makes us understand that these animals, from a spiritual point of view, were not unclean for eating, but ceremonially they were unclean because of their health reasons. Are you getting what I'm saying? And so that's the reason why some of us don't eat them. If you eat and with your conscience condemns you, then you have committed a sin. But if you eat and your conscience will not condemn you, you have not committed a sin. But we're talking about food that is dedicated to idols. Those who are eating it have a more spirit, a more spiritual unclean, uh, 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 spiritually unclean um, perspective. But even said, so long as it's an animal, right? you are eating it. Whether dedicate to idol or not dedicated, your conscience is pure with you, you are fine, you are good to go. So, because of your brother, you may just have to not eat. Because of your brother, I have to eat. And he actually talked about those who are eating vegetables and saying, Stick with vegetables, you actually have to eat. If you can go above that, you know that you have a strong faith. And so, God brings something that he never thought spiritually unclean to you. You say it's unclean. You are talking from a physical standpoint, I'm talking from a spiritual standpoint. Are you getting what I'm saying? Your conscience takes it, it is clean, so you find in your conscience you eat it. People eat all manner of things. But me, for people like us, we look at our health benefits before we, we eat things. At least at the particular age, that some kind of things we should not even be eating. Are you get what I'm saying? If you want to serve God, you give God to God. That's simple as that. So it's not because of spiritual. If you eat um, some kind of things, that spiritually, the, the spiritual cleanliness and uncleanness is not an issue. But after eating, if you are from there, go to heaven, it's you that you're the one who, who did that negotiation with yourself. Praise God forevermore. And so these are things that we need to really understand. And the devil has been able to clamp down on many of the mountains of influence. The devil has been able to clamp down on, on the world system and has used it terribly against us. Praise God forevermore. And it's high time that the church needs to realize that the, 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 the political sector is not the strength of the world. It is the strength of God. And we have to take this strength of God and use it well. Another aspect of the strength of God is the social sector. The social sector. You see, when, when we were in secondary school, we had what we call social nights. Social nights. It was the social gathering. 
initially when we started doing social nights in second, you see, I told somebody, I said, I, I, I will not allow my children to go to body school. He just was like, wow, why? So you like, see, there are many exposures that if I didn't go to body school, I shouldn't have had them. And um, I thank God that God kept me intact. So, but um, I will not want my children to go and suffer that kind of thing because some things they are still trying to get over it. You know what I'm saying? Just like in the church, you said, he entered into, he went to minister in a particular church and then somebody hosted him. I think when the man of God was telling man, he says, What he goes into somebody, the person's house. So carefully goes out for the person's life. So, regardless if you minister the gospel, whatever, he goes to the life and he just entered and he saw the guy had a massive life that he was like, Wow, he was excited with the library. And then, when he looked at the library, he saw a book there and he asked the guy, He said, Why were you eating this book? The guy said, Ah, this book. Oh, this poison. Read this book and the damage this thing did to me, my soul. I'm still trying to recover from them. So the book said, Ah, why expose them? No, my brother, there are some exposures that God, there are battles that you don't fight it, you know, this, this stuff, you don't, you don't need to fight it. There are some exposures that they are not necessary. So long as you don't help you develop your destiny, why should I expose you to it? So, so that's why I tell people that, and they want, no, that's why I tell people that. God will protect our kids. Yes, thank God to pray that. For the things you can protect them for, so let us protect them for. You go to school and achieve your witchcraft. Witchcraft, wizardry, and you say, don't worry, they are socialized. No problem. What you get out of your socialization very soon, you will not be able to recover from it. When they suddenly hook up to consider your house for you, and they turn you to, to rats, and turn you back to human beings, <laughs> you will know that that's your idea of God. You will start looking for three dark things and left, right, and center. You know that's your God. And you get what I'm saying? So I'm not against people doing that, but I have made my stand because of my children. We have what they call social nights then, and when we started off, Social night was a time where all students come together in one night gathering. Are you getting what I'm saying? And they are meant to socialize. So during social night, most of the social night that time, we had drama, you know what I'm saying? Do dance. And it was not meant to be social, you get what I'm saying? Drama, people have, people have, they, 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 have, they have different acts, different act oriented acts, you know what I'm saying? To make it spicy. And that was how we started. I used to be nice. And we used to attend. But after a while, social night turned into something else entirely. It became some guys started drinking inside the course of social night, smoking in the course of social night, dancing, all these crazy dances. They used to compete that time. No, who dances? As a result of that, people that could stop going for social nights, they stop socializing. My brother, I would like to go for a night, and after that night, I will not be able to recover from ten, for 10 nights because of the things I will see, the things I will hear. The gateways to my mind have been messed up. How can I go for a night that would mess up many nights of my life? Some people, some young guys, messed up many nights of their life. Many nights, are you getting what I'm saying? But is God against socialization? No. Is God against social gatherings? No. Is God a social God? Yes, He's a social God. When we were in primary school, they taught us social studies. Is that not so? Because God is a God. You cannot live outside society. If you do that, you will become Tarzan or Dread of the Jungle. Praise God, Dread of more. You have to be in a society for you to be the same person. Are we together? So God is not against socialization, He's not against society. Are you getting what I'm But what is God against? When the devil hijacks socialization, when the devil hijacks 
society and when the devil hijacks social life. Look at what is happening in the Western world today. The devil hijacking society. He's hijacking socialization. He's hijacking social lives. How can you begin to teach our children that there is nothing, that there is no more male and female? Bible says God created them male and female, created them, created them and called them one. Adam. Bible tells us that he created them male and female and called them Adam. But yet you say it is more than one gender. I don't understand. The devil hijacking social life. I get what I'm saying. The devil hijacking socialization. And then they mutilate themselves in the name of they are feeling like they are not a particular gender. So they are trans, they are transiting to another gender. And they can mutilate themselves. Social life being hampered and this one, you see, this is a non new. This is an old time satanic agenda that has metamorphosed. The Bible says, look again, he said, he said, and the and, 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 and the sons of God looked down and they saw the daughters of men, and they desired them, and they came down to the world to have relations with them, and they gave birth to what? The daughters of men gave birth to what? To giants. Let me We're not going to be into the talks about the sons of God and everything like that. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So these are spiritual, spiritual um, um, principalities who are the physical from that have to come and socialize with the daughters of men because they were seeing the daughters of men and they are nine them. And that's where a breed came about that was messed up. I you know what I'm saying? And that, the purpose of it, the devil's attack over the years has been on man. Why? David said, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou regarded him? For thou art crowned with glory and honor, and thou art made a little lower than what? Than the angels. Now, the devil has been had an issue with man from Lucifer because that says God and uh, Lucifer is sort of be like at the, like the Musa. He said, I'll be like the Musa and I'll make my throne in the heaven. So that was, he wanted there to be two, two Musa. He didn't say it's not to be higher than the Musa. Because he knows that the Musa is the Musa. There is no higher than the Musa. The, the highest you can be is the Musa. He knew it very well. He said, he didn't argue with God's position. Number one, he didn't, argue, he didn't, he didn't want to be higher than God because he knew that it, it is impossibly impossible. The zenith of height is the Musa. He knew these things now. He was created a precious son and he was also a wise um, cherubim. Are you getting what I'm saying? He knew that the person that cherubim transferred from 24 and above their head to 4 7, lift up their head to say, Holy, 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 Holy. He knew that he, could, this, he knew that the most high could not be comprehended. So all he wanted to do was this incomprehensible thing. He just wanted to be the most high. And it's, 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 it's unfortunate that you cannot have two most you can only have one more. Same way, you can have two cartridges in your feet. I was talking to someone, and I said, I met a particular uh, uh, man of God who said, two of them are general of affairs, and they are, they are two, and two, two general of affairs are partnering to run a denomination. And he said, What is that done? I said, What cost? How is that even? How, how can that be? The other one is um, um, the general of affairs, nephew that is that general of affairs. One is the last uh, one is the president, and the one is vice president. But two, it's just having two senior pastors in one branch. Two, two branch managers in one branch. Are you going to say two CEOs in one company? You have CEOs, you have CFOs. Are you going to say? You have two CEOs. What? Are you going to say? And I was like, it's not done even in business, but it's not done. I was like, okay, I think maybe it's better to do something. That kind of situation is a Luciferic mentality. They can't have two more sides. So he said, if I'm done with Musa, but you are not created to be the Musa, you are created to be the most anointed cherub, the most beautiful of all. So stay where you are. And then 
he just desired to be like the Mosai because he was not created like the Mosai. Are you get what I'm saying? And then at the end of the day, he lost his, his, his position in heaven because of that. And we know all the story. And now, God now comes because um, Lucifer was meant to give God glory by, by, by praise and by worship. Are you get what I'm saying? He was meant to give God glory, you know. And then he, 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 he lost his place. And God comes now and creates man in his own image and like another words, what Lucifer desire and couldn't get by time, man got by not even requesting for it. What Lucifer desired and couldn't get by rebellion and disloyalty, man got it without even asking for it. And it felt that was too unfair of God. I needed this thing and I will rebelled for it. And you kick me out because of it. Why would you rebel? Even if you had, you wouldn't even get it. And now, because Lucifer was not made in the image and likeness of God. No other being, are you getting what I'm saying? Was made in the image and likeness of God in heaven. The only person that could take that same image and likeness on earth was Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? And now God made man in his own image and likeness, but didn't put him in heaven because he knew that Lucifer was there. He didn't get image and likeness. And Lucifer rebelled. Now making man and giving him the likeness and change that was the likeness of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. And so he put him there on the earth and Lucifer became angry for life with man. Why are we being attacked by the devil? Because we got what we couldn't get. And is he attacking us tomorrow? Is he attacking man? He's attacking man. The sons of men came down to, to have um, relationship to the daughters of men. The sons of God didn't have relationship with the daughters of men. We see how the devil keeps attacking the human race. So now, what the sons of what the sons of God did to the of men is what is metamorphosing all these gender blah 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 blah. It's all an attack on the, on the on the human race that was made in the image like What the is trying to do is trying to distort the image and the likeness. That's all. Once he can distort the image, he feels satisfied that man no longer has what he was he tried to get by the venal and danger. And it's so painful that people don't understand that when you begin to feel in a strange way, you should go for deliverance. Because the devil is trying to distort in you what God gave to you for free without you asking of it. I'm glad today, man. I didn't ask God for it. He didn't image it. And I'm thankful to him. This one is if I desire that I couldn't have. <laughs> How you get what I'm saying? The image and the likeness of God. That's been the fight for years. I get on saying. And the devil attacked this thing from different angles. First, from the sons of um, God coming down to come and have a test with the daughters of men. Are you get what I'm saying? And then it kept on metamorphosis into what we are today. Are you get what I'm saying? Into what we are today. And it's basically now is using a major platform which the devil knows that man cannot do without, which is a social platform. Go to the media, it's called social media. Is that not so? Social media. Once they can penetrate through the social media, they can affect the heart of men. People watch social media more than they listen to the television now. People watch social media more than they see the more than they listen to the radio. You get what I'm saying? People are online on the social media. Some people don't know where five hours are going in that day. The devil is stealing destiny, stealing people's life, stealing people's time with social media. And with that, they can simply gain access to the gateways of our mind, our eyes, and our ears. And then they have gained major access. Praise God forevermore. The social environment, the social media, they are all major strengths that God created that the devil is sabotaging. They are major strengths that, that, that belong to God that created the devil is sabotaging. And Christians are not even aware that the devil is sabotaging that even is to mess them up. Go on social media today, you see people talking and ranting, ranting, juvenile ranting. You discover that they are more Christians. Who don't understand the devil's gimmicks of social life? 
I'm talking from experience. When we were in school, then there was nothing like telephone. Are you getting what I'm saying? We used to write letter. So the only way the devil could mess up our social life was within our social gathering. Are you getting what I'm saying? And it hasn't changed. He uses the social gatherings and he uses other social media medium to, to, to mess up the life of people. But from the beginning, it was not so because socialization was God's original plan for man. Why do I say so? God created in Genesis chapter 1, he created all the animals and everything. And then in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, in 27, he created man, 28, he blessed man. Then in Genesis chapter 2, he said, It is not good for man to be alone. Somebody said, the only time God said, say from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to verse 31, everything God created, he said it was good. In fact, verse 31, he said it was excellent. Are you going to say? So, but the first time God said it's not good, it was when he saw that man was in here, he helped him. And he said that was the only first time God said something was not good. And let's ask a question. For God to say it's not good, it means that it's not good. No, being alone is not good. Being alone is not good. So that, they, they say the idle man's mind is the devil's workshop. Being alone is not good. God did not say it was not good because he needed to create a man and woman now is not good. That's what the person was trying to, 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 to say no. God said, this being alone, I mean it's not good. Man is not good. Because he saw that other animals were socializing. But man was not socializing. The help needs for him was first to create the stone to solve the, the to, to fill the void of social needs. To fill the void of social needs. Are you get what I'm saying? To fill the void of social needs. So man was not socializing and God created, he brought out from the, from the man, the woman that was inside, so she can be a physical thing for them to socialize. So socialization is God's desire for mankind. Because it is not good for man to be alone. And we thank God that God did not create a Steve and gave to another. He created an Eve and gave to another. Praise God forevermore. Are you getting what I'm saying? So there was no Adam and Steve, it was Adam and Eve. Praise God forevermore. Thank God was even a maid that was created first. Before we now say it was Adam and Steve that created, or it was the female that created, say it was Eve and Eva. No, 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 no. It was Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Praise God forevermore. Why? Because God knew that that was the balance of socialization. Are we saying that males do not socialize themselves? Yes, males socialize themselves. But for socialization to be balanced, it has to be between both sexes. Are you getting what I'm saying? The male and the female gender. For socialization to be balanced. And without that, it's an imbalance. That's why it's one side that was taken to create the woman. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that socialization will be balanced. Praise the Lord forevermore. And then within the confines of God's will, socialization becomes what? Balance. So this makes us understand that God believes God is a social God. He believes in socialization and he created man to be a social being. That was why it didn't take long before he created him. Are you getting what I'm saying? Created man, gave him a job, next he was created for perfect, for, for, for what? Socialization. Amen to Jesus. Now, the word social is defined by the Miramitational as relating to or involving activities in which people spend time talking to each other or doing enjoyable things with each other. Scripture where people what? Spend time, do what? Talking to each other or doing enjoyable things with each other. Now, um, God loves us to have pleasure. Are you getting what I'm saying? God wants us to have pleasure. He wants us, Bible says, thou art worthy of revelations, receive glory, honor, but for us created all this, and for thy pleasure. They are the material. God created things for his pleasure. If he created man, all things for pleasure. That is one of the things that he created for his pleasure. He wants to have pleasure. God wants us to enjoy relationships. 
God wants us to enjoy what? Fellowship. God wants us to enjoy talking to each other. God wants us to enjoy doing enjoyable things together. Doing enjoyable things means within the confines of God's law. Because the Bible talks in the book of Proverbs, it says, when, when the wicked man has not committed wickedness, he is not at peace. He is not relaxed. And the Bible says, wickedness is like food and drink to them. And the same proverb says, wickedness is like food and drink to them. And the same proverb says, it is like sports to them. So that means they enjoy wickedness. That is not what we're talking about socialization here. You see, that is a perverted socialization. It's perverted. The devil, that's when the devil has perverted socialization. Where people enjoy doing wickedness to people, where people enjoy cheating people, doing harming people, that is a perverted socialization. And you get what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. But God created man to enjoy one another. To enjoy um, um, uh, um, doing things together and to what and to, to spend time talking with each other. Now we have a society that has de- that has that has degenerated over the years, and we see that we are not waking up to the reality. Somebody looked at some. I, I saw something once on 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 on, on the internet, and they showed some group of young guys who sat down together in an evening time, and they were all drifting together. Said so this was what we used to do before social media came out. I get what I'm saying. We could this with ourselves. And I always say this to the show again. The show, the show in, um, um, on, 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 on the internet. How you see a husband will be on one side of the bed with his phone, and the wife will be on that side of the bed with her phone. The husband is on Twitter, the wife is on Instagram. And then the children, they are backing each other too, like, both, like the father and mother, and both of them are on Facebook. And that was meant to be the time of what? family, where they could really socialize, where they could talk to each other and enjoy fellowship together. But now, the devil has diverted the attention of families from real socialization into pseudo and quasi-socialization. You are talking with somebody that you will never see. You are interacting with somebody that you will never know. And you are following somebody that will never know you. Like somebody said, instead of following a celebrity that will never know you, why don't you follow Jesus and know Jesus? It's all messed up. It's all messed up. It's all messed up. It's all messed up. And people think that the number of the number of and that makes them think they're important. And that follows and likes get into problems with the followers and likes and not even celebrities. I get what I'm saying. It's the same people that you are not regarding that will not start running around for you. The best you can do when you die is that they put a Facebook post for you. That's what they do for you. That's what they do for you. So the devil has been able to 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 sidetrack our attention into a false social life, into false socialization. So we have then stopped what? Stop spending time together and we have stopped enjoying ourselves. Beloved, we request that you listen to the next part of this series, Grace to You. Now is your moment of salvation. If you are yet to make the Lord Jesus Christ, your Lord and personal Savior, we request that you say this prayer along with many others now. Say this words, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, I repent of my sins, and ask that you forgive my sins. I believe that you shed your blood on the cross, died for my sins, and rose again in the third day. Today, I invite you into my life today. Wash me by your blood, make me your own, until eternity be my Lord and personal Savior, 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' precious name. Beloved, we will like to introduce to you one of our latest book releases. Titled. The Money in You. Authored by Chimdi Ohahuna. There is nothing created by God that can be searched by man. Even the brain of a man cannot be explored. It is called the greatest machine in the world. The biggest, largest filing cabinet. The brain of man is bigger than all the bites there are in this life. Thus, even the exploration of the brain on its own has no limit and it has no end. This is also the reason why as individuals we cannot search ourselves in totality. Sometimes, it is pressures and tough situations that reveal some of our hidden potentials, stretchability, capabilities, and strengths. Furthermore, God never created anything to be explored because he created from an eternity point of view. Even time was created from eternity, so time cannot be explored. Being unsearchable is a part of the creativity of God imputed into Adam, the creation in the image and likeness of God. Hence, if you are not searching, you are not attaining. The inability to search God out is his spice in creation which he got from himself knowing that his holiness is unsearchable. This book is the beginning of something new that will lead you to manifest the unsearchable riches in Christ. This book will also lead you to a place of rest and put money, good things, riches, abundance, wealth, possessions, and valuable bestowment in your hands. We believe strongly that, this book will bring you to the realization of the unsearchable wealth of Christ, put in you at new birth, for use in this life and life eternal. The Bible reveals that money can go very quickly. It can seem to grow wings and fly away like a big bird. There is a difference between, I have money, and, there is money in me. When you have money you can lose money but, when there is money in you can never lose money. One of the disadvantages or problems of having money is that it comes today and it can go tomorrow. Through the study of this book series, we believe strongly that you will receive great light that will usher you to a realm in money that you have never imagined you could manifest. Money in you is more than producing and storing up currencies. Get a copy of this book series today not for yourself alone but also for your family and friends. Order a copy today via Amazon. For your love gift of any amount to Grace Life Kami Podcast, kindly use any of our giving channels available to give in dollars. You can send to Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. Account number 033-154-551-2013. Swift code M. B. G. H. G. H. A. C. To give in CDs. Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. You can send to account number. 033-254-551-2017. To give in Naira, you can send to. Ecobank Nigeria. Account number. 554-102-0592. Also, for further enquiries. You can call us on. Plus 233-54594-7132. OR. Send us an email via ministry at gmail.com. Today, remain ever blessed. We believe you were blessed listening to this teaching from God's Word. May your soul remain ever refreshed and revived. We would love to hear your praise report today. Beloved, remain connected to Grace Life Comey Podcast. Jesus is Lord.